Sunday, June 18th. The Titan submersible built by OceanGate departs into the ocean on its way to explore the Titanic wreckage. On board the submersible is five men. Tour guide and creator of OceanGate, Stockton Rush. British billionaire, Hamish Harding. French diver, Paul-Henry Nargulet and Shazada Dawood and his 19-year-old son, Suleiman Dawood. The crew departed at around 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 400 miles off the coast of Newfoundland, Canada. Little did they know this would be their last departure. crew was headed down to the depths of about 13,000 feet in the Titan submersible. This is deeper than any other submarine can go. The crew was excited and ready to go on their adventure. After about an hour and 45 minutes of traveling at approximately 10.45 a.m., the mothership named Polar Prince had lost connection with the Titan submersible. All comms had gone dark. The Coast Guard was notified at 5.40 p.m. that the Titan submersible was missing and this caused a swift reflex of rescue ships to head to the area. Over five days, the United States Coast Guard, the Canadian Coast Guard, a French research vessel, the Air National Guard, and a state-of-the-art ROV, or remote-operated vehicle, scoured the ocean with a search area larger than the size of the state of Connecticut. News of the missing submersible made its way to international headlines everywhere, and everyone was locked in. This is an account of what had happened during the several days that search parties were dispatched. Late Sunday night, crews arrived to help with the search for the Titan submersible. On Monday, June 19th, planes with sonar capabilities are deployed to scan the area and listen for any knocking or other noises that the crew would be making to the hull of the submersible. It was eventually revealed by a member of the OceanGate team that the Titan had about 96 hours of emergency oxygen on board, and that the crew likely took very little food and water, if any at all. The rescue mission now became a race against time. Tuesday, June 20th, sonar picks up what is believed to be banging sounds coming from the ocean in the search area of where the Titan could be. Canadian P-3 aircraft detected the noises, but searches yielded negative results. The knocks were heard in about three-minute intervals every 30 minutes. This routine knocking sparked hope that the crew may still be alive at the bottom of the ocean. Wednesday, June 21st, the Coast Guard expands the search area as the oxygen levels aboard the Titan are said to be at critical levels for the crew. As the search continues to garner more of an audience, the true history of OceanGate begins to surface as safety concerns are publicly displayed. The knocking, however, is still being reported to be heard by search crews on sonar. A description of the conditions on board the Titan is described as such. It is dark and cold. The water at those depths is at or just below freezing temperatures. It's claustrophobic, with five people being stuck in a cylindrical tube the size of a minivan. 
they aren't able to stand up and probably have no food or water left. Their oxygen is depleting rapidly, and their visibility is almost completely gone. It is most certainly uncomfortable, and at the same time utterly terrifying. Thursday, June 22nd. After several days of travel, an ROV is deployed into the waters to aid in the search for the Titan. At this point, it is now estimated that the emergency oxygen on board the Titan has run out for the crew. Around midday, it is relayed to the public that a debris field near the Titan wreckage has been found. Still with no real clarity on what it could be, the masses watching from home held their breath. In consultation with experts from within the Unified Command, the debris is consistent with the catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber. Upon this determination, we immediately notified the families. Shortly after, the debris field was later assessed to be a piece of the Titan submersible. Social media posts from OceanGate stated that the five souls aboard have sadly been lost. In another update, the U.S. Coast Guard states that there were five major pieces identified to be from the Titan in the initially found debris field. The debris field was said to look consistent with that of a catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber. The vessel had suffered an implosion while under the water, which at the depth they traveled to, an hour and 45 minutes into their journey, would have pressure measured up at 6,000 psi. The implosion and subsequent pressure would have killed everyone on board instantly. The farther down they went into the ocean, the more exponential that the pressure became. The likely and tragic explanation is that when the mothership lost contact with the Titan, it was either then or very shortly after that the Titan imploded. This can be confirmed when the US Navy revealed that they heard sounds of what appears to be an implosion in the area of where the Titan went down at. Here is the sound that the Navy reported. So what went wrong? There have been several journeys down to the Titanic over the past few decades, so why was this one so catastrophic? Well, the answer lies in the submersible itself. The Titan was made out of experimental materials, one of which being carbon fiber, which is yet to be tested at those depths until this sub had went down. James Cameron's sub that was used to go down to the Marianas Trench was made of materials that had been tested many times before ever being used on a submersible. The Titan was also controlled with a wireless Logitech game controller. 
Although not a major safety concern, it is a bit confusing as to why they chose a Logitech wireless controller to use to control the submersible. Another major flaw of the Titan sub is that it relied on Starlink for communication, and that was it. It didn't have any tracking or radio communication capabilities. It would take eight hours for the Polar Prince to report the sub missing after initially losing contact. This alone leaves a lot of questions about Oceangate. The Titan was said to have multiple different ways to rise to the surface if power was lost, but even then with no communication, perhaps the concern should have been raised sooner by the team. Why did they wait eight hours? After five days of non-stop intensive searching, it was unfortunate to hear of the passing of everyone on board the submersible. Many of us felt scared for the passengers when we all thought that they were stuck at the bottom of the ocean with their oxygen supplies dwindling. It has to be simply horrifying to be in that situation with no real way to fix it. I know I found myself glued to my phone waiting for updates about the search efforts. I couldn't imagine how scary and hopeless it must have been knowing that they were down there. For an entire week, it was all anyone could talk about. The passengers on board the Titan had to pay a fee of $250,000 and sign waivers stating that the sub was experimental and not certified by any third party to guarantee safe travels into the ocean at those depths. It's okay to sign contracts for that reason, but it is still a little bit alarming that they made sure to let them know that the submersible was not entirely safe. Nautical research and exploration may be hindered for some time because of this, but hopefully it means that we can implement more safety regulations for anyone wanting to go down to the dark depths of our mysterious and dangerous ocean. <laughs>